let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks. You can use them for Amazon or... You can use them for charity. Now, you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Franken Culture, and get paid! everybody to another fine edition of Frankensteiner. I am your host Clifford Red Dog Miller and as always I have my lovely co-host Julie Jubaka. What's up y'all? So I just want to point this out really quick before we start diving in. We are currently recording this at 8:51, which means in 3 hours and 9 minutes I'm going to be celebrating my birthday. And I'm going to be 34 years old. I'm going to sit back and relax and then celebrate with a little bit of bubbly. <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. I fucking knew that was coming, too. I knew it. And well played, sir. All right. We do have a lot to cover. So we're not going to fuck around. We're going to just jump right into it. So let's jump yeah. in to Raw from this last week. And yes, we know there were pay-per-views. We're going to get into those because we're probably going to talk a lot about them. So let's start this off, right? Um, Raw opened up with uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. They were going to sign a contract, except they got interrupted by AJ Styles, who said the most incredible line ever, Michael, shut up before I knock your teeth down your throat. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, yes. Yes. I've been wanting to say that the cold to his face for years. <laughs> um, ended up having a match. And the OC was beaten by uh, Braun and Rollins. So, cool. Um, but what happened afterwards, AJ got involved in a the match. They they went down. They beat down uh, Seth. And eventually, Bobby and um, uh, Dolph Ziggler jumped in. And they all beat down uh, Braun Strowman. So, it was kind of cool to see like that whole five-on-one attack thing. Maybe a little excessive. Never, <laughs> right? You know, I don't know. How'd you feel about the segment? I think it's funny. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, Rude and Ziggler, but at the same time, I also feel like, um, I feel like when I see the tag team of Rude and Ziggler, it's like the two guys the company puts in matches, but they reluctantly do so. They just try to figure shit out for. Does that make sense? Like, that makes I, a lot of sense. I, sense. I, I don't know. I just okay, cool. You're with, ooh, you're with the OC now. Oh, wait, what are you gonna fucking say now, Ziggler? Ooh, it should have been me. And uh, like, I don't know. I'm I I with Bobby Roode. They need to figure it out. I feel like they're just wasting him and just screwing up his 
his his his good wave in here. He had a, such a good run with the glorious, and we were all into it, and everybody was doing it. Now I can give two shits if I hear the music. It doesn't excite me in the same way as it used to. Um, and with Ziggler, like the only thing that makes me excited is if you tell me that Ziggler, like I say this all the time, every time I talk about Dolph Ziggler, the only thing that excites me is if you tell me he's going to be in a ladders match so I can watch the, the bottom half of his body not work the moment he touches the ladder. It's literally <laughs> the only thing that's entered because they don't, they don't write him anymore. And he's like a good wrestler, but I, the fact that like, if he, if it, if the rumors are true that he, he, he was going to walk off. And right off into the sunset and took the contract to sit at home kind of deal. You know what I mean? There's that whole rumor that went out. It just frustrates me. Cause you go right off into the sunset sunset do comedy then. Yeah. Stop 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 letting them fucking put you in shit I don't care about. Cause I I don't like I same with Luke Gallows and I like I, I like AJ in this. Because I feel like AJ could just do whatever he wants, considering this is his last contract. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever. If AJ wanted to come out and dressed as a baby, whatever. He's done enough. I don't give a shit at this point. When you know someone's going to retire, I'm like, whatever. I just get to see you on your last little bit of your wrestling thing. So I'm just glad you're here. But, like, that's not what with Luke. You know what I mean? That's not that with, with Gallows and Anderson. They're just kind of shoved places, and that's right. what I feel about Rudin Ziggler. Well, I was glad that they so. put the OC like together. I just, it, you're right. They they should have left, and they should have went to AEW. But that's it here and there. Honestly, keep moving on. I'll tell you right now. I before before we jump on with that real quick. It doesn't even have to be AEW. They could have gone back to New Japan. Yeah, and that would have been fine. Could've they just anywhere. need to be. A, it just needs to be a place in which whoever runs them in creative understands they're much more than just too sweet. Right. Whoop, whoop. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Rudolph, um, they took on Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and they won. So I, I like the idea that they're like credible, I guess now because they've beaten some teams, but I don't like the idea because, yeah. you know, it goes back to what we were talking about last week where it was like eight days ago, man. Like the teams didn't exist, you know what I mean? And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like four individuals are in a tag team competing for the tag right. titles. And you're like, damn it. You don't, you don't even, I've never seen you in this, man. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. Like I said, it's just shoving people in places and it's like, you, it's like if this makes sense to you. I am not shocked at all that they they beat them and they're quote unquote legitimate as a tag team because they're legitimate wrestlers. So like you knew they could do it. I just still don't give a fuck about it. You know, speaking, and that's the problem. I forgot to mention that um, this week's Raw was actually in Baltimore, Maryland. So I had some friends that actually went. Uh, took a lot of pictures, and I'm gonna meet up with them tomorrow, and then I get to see like where they were sitting and stuff. So I was, I've, I just wanted to add it. And there's a side note because this is kind of a plus for me. Um, and you know we'll dig into it a little bit more here in a little bit. But um, the next match, um, actually, I want to say this: this next match is this like 2001? Your friends can't send it on Messenger. Sorry, that just sounds funny. You're I like, I gotta go meet with them. I'm like, is yeah. it on Polaroid? No. <laughs> I'm just fucking <laughs> with you, it, it, it reminds me of back in the day when that legitimately would be what we would I just do. When, when you get the... Like a, I want to shake it like a Kodak 
a Kodak picture, you know? See, so you fucked it up. It would have been hilarious if you didn't make it Kodiak. Well, I just wanted to introduce the bear into the whole situation. Shut up. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways. So, Rude and Ryder. Woo. Yeah, we're not worried about them no more. We're proved now. <laughs> um, no, but I want to talk about this. So I think this was Lacey Evans' best match that I've ever seen her in. Like, no, I agree with you. NXT. Totally NXT, agree. But yeah, main roster stuff. I think this was like her great best match. So I was really excited to see her uh, the ending. win. Yeah. The ending. I don't normally like cheap, shoddy bullshit with distractions, but if you guys didn't see it, Lacey, long story short, there was a whole unloading, Natalia was unloading on the ropes and all that stuff. Evans ended up taking her little, you know, handkerchief or whatever it was and tossing it in Natalia's face and then gave her the woman's right. And it was a very believable right. Yeah, it was Like, just... For, uh, like the way Natalia took it, it was just incredibly believable. Like you, you go. If I didn't know how how moves were taken in wrestling, I'd have thought she actually plops her in the face. Like I, I would have like, oh, did you really? Did you potato her? Yeah, it was well that. well sold. And the way Natalia fell, and then Lacey pinned her, but then at the two two like. Two and a half to three count. She grabbed Natalia's hair and like aggressively pulled her head up, waited to the three, and then shoved her head back down. I'm like, that that's the shit that you need to do. Right. It's those little finessings. Walking out and being like, oh, I'm a Southern Belle. You're a dumb bitch or whatever the fuck she was doing. Didn't work for her. It's little aggressive shit like that. That works. Yep. It, I agree. Really, it really works for her as a. It made her look like a strong heel, not just a heel. Does that make sense? It made her look like a strong wrestler, like you said with NXT. We saw what she could do, but she hasn't really been able to show it off as well in the main roster. They haven't given her matches to really utilize that. This did it. This did it. This made me not dislike her being on my TV because I said that the way they brought her out at the beginning really frustrated me. This was a great match for her. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then that's you know everything you said was right on. Yeah, I love the moonsault too. I love that she crashed. Oh her. yeah, yeah. But so next matchup that we had, um, Baron. Cor- well, actually, before the match, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch have words challenge for the women's title. Of course, that was going to happen. Anyway, I like Sasha's promo in this. Um, I thought it was very believable. I love the fact that she just kind of like, you know, she's back to being like NXT-ish boss. Yeah. But I can't stand the fact that goddamn Michael Cole every fucking time, it's boss time. Like, <sighs> shut up. You ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Baron Corbin defeated uh, Cedric Alexander in the King of Ring quarter, uh, quarterfinals match. I like this match. I would have liked to see uh, Cedric win, but obviously Baron winning is still kind of cool because um, it was a good match and they did they worked really well together. Uh, so I I definitely thought the the ending was cool. Um, yeah, but big big ups to Cedric man. He's been getting like a lot of like marquee matches ever since the stupid ho ho we got you even though you lost. Like with Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. uh, but since then, like he's, I feel like a lot of the matches he's been getting put in were like really good matchups, and he's been really show able to showcase what he can do. So, 
very, very much appreciative to see what his his talent being utilized finally. Yeah, no, I agree. So totally next agree. up, wasted time again. Um, Brian Thompson and Tyler Hastings, who I just learned actually are friends. How it was going to sound weird when I say this? Are friends with a friend of mine. So they were there. They got they got paid pretty good to take an ass whooping uh, from the Viking Raiders, which was awesome. I'm not gonna lie, especially when you saw. I don't even I, Tyler. I think it was Tyler Hastings who went flying so high in the air. I thought right. I didn't know he was gonna get caught. I was like, yeah, they're gonna drop him. <laughs> but big squash match again. I think it's a step back for the Viking Raiders, just because uh, we've seen this already numerous times now. And right, you know, the only thing <coughs> that they lost to was in a double countout to or double count out to the good brothers and it's just it's a waste so whatever uh ricochet and samojo um ended in a double pinfall not a thing i would have called i don't know how you felt about right. it but i definitely liked the match uh, it was great entertaining i like i was glued to it the whole time uh samojo like again he's just a monster but it's just fun to be able to watch him work and then ricochet you know he's clearly the guy who does all the flips and double pin um in this situation i just kind of weirded out by the whole ref thing where he was like going over to the headphones. yeah um, it was it was cool i mean i understood why because they wanted to kind of make it seem like more sports-like where he was like communicating with the back but the whole thing was like we'll have our we'll have our results and we'll announce it later and just like walked off like that it makes sense yeah you want to know what's funny to me about shit like that? It's like WWE is trying to get these moments, I've noticed, where they come off like legit sport because of the whole Fox deal. But they still have Vince McMahon working for them. Right. So there's still a lot of cartoony shit. So like they'll have these moments where we'll have like cartoony, crazy, off the wall, ridiculous writing, whatever. And then they'll have something where it's like real sports call. Yeah, and you're like, wait, what? Are, we're getting serious now? And then all of a yes. sudden they're like, and then all of a sudden we gave birth to a teddy bear. And you're like, wait, we're back to Vince McMahon now? <laughs> I need my dad. Like, <laughs> my brain hurts sometimes with it. It's fun, though. Whatever, so we, I just love watching WWE squirm in their shit. It's great. So what we ended up learning, right, was that uh, because of the double pinfall, uh, Baron Corbin claimed that both guys were going to be eliminated. That's not what happened. Both guys were moved to the semifinals and to be in a triple threat yep. match to get into the finals uh, at uh, Clash of Champions for the... Right. I thought it was hilarious how Corbin threw his fucking hissy fit as usual. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good at throwing temper tantrums, like, straight up. His face, make, maybe, his face may frustrate me because I just think they pushed him in the wrong ways. But... Team Little Tummy. And this is Team a friendship Lil. that'll never, ever end. I <laughs> love the Firefly Funhouse, which was next. Uh, Bray Wyatt mm. pretty much apologized for what The Fiend did to Finn Balor. I thought that was a great addition. I thought it was just a great acknowledgement. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. That wasn't me. Right. That was my friend. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I thought it was hilarious. It was like, see you in hell. Like, <laughs> all cheery. Like, I just want that on a repeat somewhere and have it around Halloween. 
So to give more context, uh, pretty much it felt like The Fiend um, was just challenging the winner of Clash of Champions at Hell in a Cell in October yeah. to a match. Um, what I really liked about it, which I kind of think that they're pushing The Fiend a little too quickly towards that, but it's cool. Um, right. What I did like about it, though, was how – did you notice he pushed Rambling Rabbit, like, out of the, out of the shot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the help. You know, the help, yeah. I have all my friends. And he just, like, pushed Rambling Rabbit out of the picture. I was like, that's – I was like, that's awesome. Well, you you saw the sign the, the rabbit was holding, right? No, I missed it. It was, it was holding a help sign. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why, like, I fucking hilarious. Like, I love this goddamn shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I loved it when uh, Vince McMahon was coming out and he was like, how dare you challenge for the title? He's like, you're... He's like, wait, 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 wait. Look what I got. <laughs> he's got all the money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shoves it down his throat. I was like, God, it's so gross. Um, and but yeah, so the segment ended with um, them kind of imposing the Fiend's face on... Bray Wyatt, and then it just went out. Um, the Miz and Cesaro had a match, which cool. Um, Miz won, which I was kind of pissed about. I'm not gonna lie, especially what yeah. happened after Saturday at NXT UK. Like I was like, this is bullshit. yeah. We'll go into the results of NXT UK, but spoiler alert: Cesaro was victorious. So this didn't make sense to have him win there and lose here. Yeah. Um, like, why? But it's also the same problem that you've seen before between the two different shows. When you'll have somebody on NXT and then somebody on Monday Night Raw. If you have them working on two concurrent, uh, the, the two television shows working, it's almost like they the two shows just don't fucking talk to each other. Well, yeah. We've had this. I can't remember who it was, but we, we've talked about this before with somebody else where there was a, a storyline going on NXT and then you brought him into Monday Night Raw for like a second. And it was like, we're going to change door, you know, WWE is really good. It didn't make sense. So I agree. Why I didn't understand why the fuck Cesaro didn't win. Like, and, and I'm tired of the Miz winning now. Like I get it. You're trying to make him a face and because Miz has a TV show and Miz dad and all this. Just can we get back to Miz being a prick? I want him as a heel again. Yes. I, I need absolute fucking prick face Miz. Like I legitimately, and I'm pissed. We never got it though. The true good fucking Miz versus Daniel Bryan, like Daniel Bryan versus talking smack versus touchy ass Miz. That was beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Mike work, but like, and you got to see like total dick face fucking Mike and like, it's not there. I get it. Like, I don't know if this is like, well, I have a daughter now, so I want to be a good guy so she can see me on TV. No, don't do it. Don't do it, Meg. Like, let me tell you, as a wrestling fan, you should know this. You don't need to do that. She'll appreciate you as a heel. Once you can explain to her the business, she'll be more appreciative of you being a dick face. So go back to being a heel. Go back to being a dick. Go back to being so, a dick. Then we had the first ever women's championship showcase where we had the Raw women's champion the smackdown women's champion versus the women's tag team um of -hmm. course this ended in no contest sasha banks came down she kind of interfered in a match 
and the talking point of the goddamn show on yes. Raw. Fucking Bailey stops Sasha Banks from fucking hitting Becky Lynch with a chair only to do it herself. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Dude, like if this thing says we've been to heel turn. <laughs> we've been talking about a fucking Bailey Bailey heel turn for a long time. Like it's like, yeah, it'd be fun. It would work. She could do it. I'm happy it happened. I a lot of people were surprised. To be honest, I wasn't. Hundred percent. The way Sasha came back, the lead up to things, the way she was like, I'm not gonna be nice anymore. I'm like, oh, this is when they're gonna do it. They're finally gonna pull the trigger on it. Bailey was the person I feel like they that she's the John she's what she's what they wanted to do with John Cena, but they just made John Cena too big before they could do it. So they yeah. could they get to experiment with that. If that makes sense. Because let's be real. How many little kids right now that's still got, that's got the bows and shit got to see their hero beat the shit out of Becky Lynch with a fucking chair on Monday? That's nah. that's beautiful. My only that's problem fucking... is that remember when Bailey came from from Raw to SmackDown and she was just like, I left all my hugs on Raw. No, well, that's what I'm it. saying is you she's beat the shit but, out of her. <laughs> but that's but that's the thing is she, there were still people still there for her. Like she didn't shake it off. But that's when I knew she would that that this is where we were going. Oh, yeah. Because You're for right. her, because it was like, mm, I think they're finally going to pull the trigger because they were they were never, ever. I don't care what anybody says. They were never, ever. And they still will never, in my opinion, ever pull the trigger on, on a John Cena heel turn. Like It just they could never do it. The time when they had the time to do it, they didn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah, if they do anything with it, it would be like a one-off thing, like they did with the Thugonomics as a joke. But like, they couldn't any they couldn't develop it that way. This is something they could develop. They've made the the reference that she's been the female John Cena before. I've heard that in yeah. interviews. So now we get to see what it would be like if you turn John Cena heel. Yep, yep. I'm excited. I agree. Like I'm it. fucking I like excited. Speaking I want to see the fan. I, I want to see the kids be upset. Speaking that of, that sounds horrible. Uh, I, I love that. I love that in WCW. So cry, children. Cry. <laughs> you can, you can take your prayers and stick it. In the words of one, not mm-hmm. my words, but the words of Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Anyway, so mm-hmm. speaking of Bailey, right? So who opened SmackDown? Bailey, and she talks about being the champion that people want, and that she's loyal to her friends, and that's who, she, that's how you know kids should be, and they should look up to champions who stand up with their friends, and that's the reason why she turned on Bailey, or on uh, Becky Bailey, Bailey on Bailey. Um, so then this brings out Charlotte Flair. She has her words, talks about how she, you know, this that and the other. Sasha comes out, and they beat the shit out of Charlotte. So. Apparently, Charlotte's going to turn face, which is going to suck a lot. Yeah. In my my opinion. Yeah. I. Yeah. That's cool. I've said I've 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 real quick. I've said. Super bitch Charlotte is best Charlotte. That's the easiest way. Yep. That's just. It, the easiest summary. Super bitch Charlotte, best Charlotte. Charlotte Flair is the best female heel 
Pro- I mean, Mike Workwise probably probably in the business. I, I, I I'm not saying putting that in stone, but she's at least in the top ten best female heels. Yeah, just she's such a cunt. I want to punch her in the mouth, and I love it. <laughs> so, uh, so ruin it for me, WWE. Thanks, thanks for ruining for me, WWE. You fucks. Appreciate it. So, um. Elias defeated Ali in the King and Round quarterfinals, which I found kind of yeah. shocking because um, yeah. I really wanted Ali to win, um, and I wanted him to win from the jump. I know I I think I picked Andrade uh, to win, but um, I think I have him in the. Uh, yeah, and I was kind of, I was I kind think, of shocked to see Ali lose, though. Yeah, I think I have my. I think my finals is Andrade versus Joe with Andrade winning. And I feel like with the reason why Andrade would win is because of the whole queen and king, Charlotte and Andrade. He's king of the ring. She's queen of the ring. I feel like they could play a thing because they're open with their relationship. It's a storyline. It's a storyline right there that you can easily grab without having to really work hard on making Andrade a face. Right. I agree. Um, next, this was kind of a shock too. So Fire and Desire, uh, defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, which, um, I didn't see that one coming either. So that was cool. It wasn't for the championships, but obviously Clash of Championships, Clash of Champions is going to be the next one. What's that? Yeah, I forget they exist. I forget they exist sometimes and I feel really bad. (laughs) Not for Mandy Rose, for Sonya Deville. And it's not that I don't like Mandy Rose. I think Mandy Rose is a great person i just don't give a shit about her being in my wrestling ring i feel bad for Sonya Deville because i i feel like she could have come in at a different time under different a different set of managers and really got really like i don't know she seems like she has so much more potential than what they're doing yeah i feel where you're coming from with that I can agree. Yeah, I just you can see that there's something. She's got the spark. She wants it. You know, like, it, I, even though I think it's a stupid line, dude, she, she sells the hair up, square up bullshit. I don't believe it, but she believes it. And I, I want that. I want that out of my, my, my uh, superstars. I want them to believe the bullshit that they're selling me. So, yeah, she's only I had feel a like couple. She's only had a couple pro fights in the MMA world. Well, yeah, but my point is, like, I feel like they're not doing her the way that they're not giving they could. her any justice. No. no, no, they're not. I just she's got the spark. She's she's got the fire. Do something with it, or or let her go so she can go somewhere else. Right. You know, well, but it's Randy WWE. Orton, I was gonna say Randy Orton in the revival beat down Kofi Kingston uh, again. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> cool. Um, really good match though. This one. Uh, Chad Gable versus Andrade, which would have been our bracket buster because Chad Gable had to fucking win. I was like, come on, Chad. Why did you have to win now? Okay, we know you won last week against Sheldon Benjamin. That made sense. We all wanted Andrade to win. You should have just lost. Instead, you beat Andrade, and guess what? Now, everything's screwed. Yeah, now you fucked my bracket. Now he fucked my storyline. So here's the other part that really kind of mind fucked. So they had a backstage segment with Alistair Black where he said he was tired of people not knocking on his door. So he was going to pick a fight with somebody. 
And that's somebody he ended up picking a fight with was Shelton Benjamin. And yeah, it was a quick match. I'm, yeah, it, it was what it was. I I like <laughs> Alistair Black. I just they're taking <clears throat> steps seriously backwards I, with Alistair. I like Alistair Black on NXT. Yep. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I really like Alistair Black on NXT. Can he be one of those cases that we let him go back to NXT? Please. Because I'm really getting nervous about Alistair Black on main roster. Yes. Get I real I fucking agree. nervous about Alistair Black. Like, I don't mind if he's, like, the guy that's, like, frustrated and wants to go pick a fight. Like, if they want to make him, like, douchebag tattooed guy that I would, like, tatted. Like, the tatted douchebag at a bar. Or, like, your local, like, shitty hole-in-the-wall bar that's, like, fucking, I'm in a bad mood. I'll fight somebody. Like, if they wanted to do that, that's literally a storyline you could do. But make it believable. Like... <laughs> It wasn't even fucking believable. It made it seem like I'm gonna go find somebody specific. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't flow in a way where it was like, eh, "Stop screwing up, good wrestlers!" Damn it, WWE. Stop so, it! It hurt. Next up, we had Sami Zayn providing commentary uh, for Nakamura's match against a local competitor in uh, Northern <laughs> Virginia. Um, but more importantly, Andrew Morton. That's yeah. his name. <laughs> We're just going to call him local competitor. <laughs> my, my, thing, my thing had his name up, so that's the only reason why I have it. But uh, R-Truth won the championship, the 24-7 championship. Sorry, yeah. I didn't want to make you think that he won Intercontinental. That's not a good thing. He he won a 24-7 championship after who – did, who did Drake – Drake had it. Oh, it he, was. Got, he got pinned by – Bo Dallas, and then as they yeah came, because the Singh brothers and the B team attack yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right they attacked right. him and then um I don't while they were trying to get to the belt um Curtis Axel was fighting off members Drake rolled up Bo Dallas got the pin took the belt ran and then uh a guy dressed as a lampshade <laughs> <laughs> pinned. Drake and win a title. I get you know what? It's so funny that they I'm almost getting annoyed with the having consummated my marriage kind of shit. <laughs> I I give Renee so I give uh his wife so much props for what she does with this shit. They don't put her in the ring, but at least she's getting something for being on TV. I yep. would assume. You know what I can't figure out is like if Drake's getting rolled up and she's right there, why is she not helping? Hmm? Like, why why isn't his wife helping if he's getting pinned and she's right there? Like, um, because WWE um doesn't want us to remember that she was a wrestler in May Young. I I know I'm just applying. That, that... I guess I'm just applying <laughs> logic. <laughs> yeah, and I'm giving you WWE logic. <laughs> they want us to forget that she was she was a wrestler. So now she's she's helpless. She's a helpless victim that watches her husband get taken down, even though she probably could fucking stun half of them and, you know, pick up her own husband and fucking probably arc, you know, she could probably like fucking TK, you know, do any sort of crazy fucking move on any of them. But here they are like, oh, no, I can't. It's I actually kind of getting a little annoyed with it slightly. Speaking now of that you pointed that, that out, this final damn it! Now that's 
Damn it, Cliff. Now that's going to be something I notice with her, where, where I'm just kind of chilling over by, not helping her <laughs> husband out. Her husband getting his ass beat. She's just sitting there like, bitch, you better no, get up. Let's the be fuck real, okay? It's clear she doesn't want to consummate that marriage, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag big facts. <laughs> so speaking of things that are kind of annoying, right? We finally got the closing angle to this who done it Roman Reigns thing, right? Hashtag who cares? Oh, Hashtag I mean. <laughs> who cares? Uh, it was it was Roman, and to give you an idea, it was Eric Rowan because they gave him back his first name. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so right. he he pretty much just beat the shit out of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Which in the process, does that make Daniel Bryan face now? Like, I don't know. Probably because WWE doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. But However, so... I did I did hear that um this is the beginning of a full imagery packaging for Rowan. Which makes me nervous. You gonna make him a Viking. Any, any fucking time oh god. It, honestly, okay, wait. He is probably the few Exception rules where if he were to join the faction of the, you know, Viking raiding experience of Doom or whatever the fuck their name is now, um, I wouldn't be mad at it because I don't know how, I, I, I don't know what they're doing with him and I don't think they know what they're doing with them. And at least if you put them together and try something and it works, then we got something. It's kind of like how the New Day was just like, let's see if this works. And then it took off. So I, that's one of those where I was like, it could be a weird thing where it would actually maybe kind of work, but I don't think it. I think they're just going to fuck his image up and he's going to come back with like, you know, some crazy shit. Anytime I hear the words image repackaging with the words WWE involved, I'm immediately nervous. I want, immediately. I want Killian Dane to get brought on Raw. I want Eric Rowan to get put over on Raw and I want them to join the Viking Raiders, and we changed their name to the Viking Crusaders and just <laughs> let them be a faction and just beat the shit out of people. I just think that would be fun. That's just me personally. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be mad at it. All right. It's better than what the fuck's going on right now. So that's <laughs> No doubt. So September 2nd, Raw. September 3rd, SmackDown. September 4th, NXT. And we start off with the repackaging of the fashion files, the fashion police. That's right. Brizongo had a new theme song. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of yeah. it. I loved it. <laughs> um, I wasn't mad at it. That was interesting. They defeated uh, Chase Parker and Matt Mattrell, which, you know, um, I love the commentary um, in this, right? Where. Um, they they figured out that they were from Canada, and Morrow just was like, "Oh, Canada," and per, um, they're like, "Make sure you keep this, keep your commentary f- fair." And then uh, Marno, uh, Morrow just goes down a list of a whole bunch of people that are famous from Canada, and we're talking like the Hearts, and you know, he was talking about the Quebecer. Like, there's a bunch of people that he was just naming off, right? And then just out of nowhere, you had Beth Phoenix that was like, Edge and Christian. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Edge and Christian were from Canada, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Dang. 
totally fucking That's forgot. Hilarious. Hilarious. No, they have a so Brizongo has a new move now where it's like it's a double team move, but comes off a slingshot yep, forearm into the knees and then an elbow slingshot. Right? Did you hear what the name of it is? I did it. The fashion faux pas. <laughs> that- I fucking love wrestling. <laughs> this is what we get. Um, so after the match, we had Io Shirai beating the hell out of Candace with uh, a kendo stick. All about that life. Thank you. Um, Velveteen Dream defeated Kona Reeves. And then the fucking couch got lit on fire by Roderick Strong, which was a yeah. perfect way to demand a wrestling match. I was like, I'm all about this life. Yeah. This was fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I couldn't find it on Twitter, but I, I remember seeing uh, Velveteen Dream. And I know I'm not crazy because I added, asked somebody else if they saw this too and they confirmed it. Velveteen Dream, I believe it was, he, I think it was on Twitter. He had put a list out and it was like all these things about like, you, you have to do this before you can get Dream's title. And it was to Roderick and like... It was well to the undisputed the entire the entire undisputed era. It was just the funniest fucking shit on the planet. <laughs> I love Dream. Dream, I love you so much. Don't come up to the main roster; they'll fucking ruin you. Please stay your beautiful self down in NXT. Yeah, I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's gonna get pulled up to the. I think now that NXT is gonna be listen, a better main roster. Listen, listen. What Vince McMahon wants, Vince McMahon gets. Don't you put that devil out in the area of definitives. I don't think be like we don't know that. That's why I put hopefuls out there because every time I go, this man isn't going to ruin this. All of a sudden, he comes behind with a gas tank and a fucking match set. So, in the words of Tyler Breeze, if you put your name on a tights and nobody calls you, it's because nobody wants you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, defeated uh, Tenara uh, Conti. Uh, I thought this was a really good match. It really showed up Conti a lot more. Uh, but the KOD yeah. did get landed. And, you know, one, two, yeah. three. Uh, William Regal announced the NXT uh, number one contenders match, which, if I remember right, it was Mia, Io Shirai, and um, Bianca Belair, right? I have it. Do you need the last one? Yeah. Was it a Bianca? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's Mia and Bianca Bella and Io Shirai. Yeah. That's what They'll wrestle in, on the first live episode on USA. Oh, yeah, by the way, in case you guys didn't know, in two weeks, it's going live on USA. Just want to put that out there for you guys. Bah, 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 and it's bah, two bah. hours long. Bah, 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 bah. Um, and then and supposedly, supposedly Vince McMahon isn't going to touch it. Yeah, that's what that's what Hunter said. So I got to take Hunter at his word, at least for the most part. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I look at it this way. <laughs> there's a there's a record of Hunter not being able to be matched with his word. China! So just saying, I take his words with a grain of salt. Love the man, but... But we did get the payoff to the breakout tournament. And yes. Jordan Miles wrestled Adam Cole. I really liked um, the story between Adam Cole and Jordan Miles, where Adam Cole was like, "He's a he's a champ. He knows he's really good. He's like, I'm not gonna take this kid seriously because he's just some young punk." Blah blah blah. 
And uh, yeah. he kept yelling at him, like, give me your best. Give me your best. And then Jordan Miles, like, turned it up. And, you know, Adam Cole was on yeah. the defense for a little bit. And then finally, like, got back on the offense. Obviously, he won the match. Um, so Adam Cole is still your NXT champion. But Jordan Miles came off looking like a star. And I was very excited to see that. Oh, and the, and the crowd was chanting his name as the show ended. So that was really good for him. That was really, really good for him. I was definitely, I was excited to see that. So, let's talk about the pay-per-view. NXT UK Cardiff, for some of you guys who don't know, happened on Saturday. Because a lot of people would have either split their time one of three ways. You would have gone New Japan, you would have gone WWE, or you said F them both and gone AEW. Not a wrong choice. Either way or works. Or you would have watched almost all of them. <clears throat> or you would have had to watch all of them like we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so NXT UK this week was a recap show of Cardiff, right? So the first match that was up on the board was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Piper Nevin, which mm. I fucking loved. I just want to put it out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, no, I agree. I like Pepper, uh, Piper in general, so... Yes. Um, I think Rhea's a badass, but I'm just glad to see uh, Piper in general. So, um, I think they're really good. They're they they are they have really good chemistry. Yes, they do. That's yeah. very true. Uh, yeah, Cassius Ono defeated uh, Sin uh, Sid Sakala. Sakala is my right. Um, yeah, and then and then we had the start of the show, right? Uh, Noam Dar defeating uh, Travis Banks. I love this match. In fact, I got Kira to actually start watching this match. She didn't she didn't know anybody. And I was like, hey, just watch this match and tell me what you think. And she liked no uh no Amdar. So I was like, yeah. rock on. I was like, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. No Amdar confuses me, but I think it's I'm still um living in a PTS era a PTSD era of Alicia Fox. Oh my god. I forgot that that happened. I can't forget that it happened. So every time I see Noam Dar, I literally just see him going Fah. So it? like I gotta like get that out of my brain. <laughs> and didn't didn't like eventually like Sasha Banks like had to come on two oh five live and battle with uh Rich Swan, right? Against, I don't even, I don't even I remember think, what it was. I, I just remember, I blocked, I blocked, I tried to block a lot of it out of my brain. But every time I see, again. yeah, every time I see his face, though, I just hear, oh, these shots fall. Like, I don't know why. Pretty good match. Um, it was a good and, match. No, I agree. And this is where, this is where we were talking about earlier in the podcast. Uh, yes. Cesaro defeating uh, Elijah Dragunov. And the thing was, is that Ilya, this, Ilya, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like Elijah. And yeah, I was like, Ilya. ah, that fucking Ilya uh, Dragunov. Um, this match was really good. I really enjoyed it. But what really hurt, right, is that so now Cesaro defeats Dragunov, who showed really like a lot of great potential. And then Cesaro goes to Raw and gets beat by The Miz. So now you're just literally saying that everybody in the UK sucks. And it's like, you have to really be careful about these kind of things because you could have Yeah, made... that's the thing. is, you... That's a very good point about the everybody in UK sucks. 
because yeah. of the whole you brought him from the one roster to the other. No, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about it that that way because you just essentially it doesn't help if you translate wins and losses from one roster to the next. Right. And you make him look like a chump. But Cesaro spinning uh, Dragnoff for 40 seconds, essentially, is how I felt it went. Amazing. Four hours. Four hours, people. <laughs> it was for four hours. It was, it was four rotations of the earth. If you did not know, that's four years. That's how long he spun. Four years. <laughs> four years and seven Vince McMahon ago. Oh, um, I don't know if we can do that. So... Uh, there was a triple threat tag team match for the UK titles. Uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, this and was Flash a good Morgan. ass match. Yes. Uh, defeated Zach Gibson and Josh, uh, James Drake and then uh, Gallus. So shout outs to Mark Andrews and uh, Flash Morgan Webster, man. I I love this match. I was I was like this is this match is going on my list of favorite matches of the of the year. <laughs> so I can't wait. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm excited to see what happens. Also, the next match was going to go on my list of favorite matches oh. of the year. Oh, my God. Joe Coffey. Dude, I was Dave yelling Mastiff. at the TV at the ending on this match. <laughs> I I was yelling the moment they oh. broke the top turnbuckle. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. No, I, I was shook. I was shook to the core in all the right ways. And you know, then, you know, the crowd laughing at Joe Coffey because he's like trying to climb up the, the rope and he just fell. And the crowd, you know, it was like, that's a botch. That's a serious botch. <laughs> that's like right. so bad for you guys right now. I did like I... The, the ending of this match was amazing. I Oh, I was yelling. I was yelling because I want, I, because of the fact of like, the only reason why coffee won, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" That's, it was a good match, though. And I just I like really want Mastiff. Match. Like, I'm a huge Mastiff Mast- fan, right? And it's just the fact that Joe Coffee, oh, like, kicked the damn oh, yeah, he was heart. dirty. I was like, "Fuck, fucker!" <laughs> once he did that, I was like, "You motherfucker! What the fuck?" And I got really invested into the end of that match because, like, what? Okay, I agree. Once the turnbuckle broke, you were like. Oh yeah, but then it was like once the end of that match happened, I was like, "You motherfucker! God damn it! Now I gotta set things on fire! I'm angry." <laughs> Speaking of people probably getting angry, uh, oh. the NXT UK Championship match, uh, Kaylee Ray defeated Tony Storm in my favorite match. <laughs> and favorite new. match. And new. And uh so where do you think tony storm goes from here like obviously she'll get a rematch sometime on uk Mm, i don't know because i don't want them to bring her anywhere near the main roster i want to see her on nxt though yeah but the pro yes okay she and Rhea, i don't mind because it seems like they're doing that because they've already said they're gonna do uh nxt uk and nxt crossovers I'm fine with that. You bring Tony Storm over, she can do a thing. If fuck, if she wants to win the NXT title, take it for a little bit. Fuck it, do it. Fuck NXT title and bring it to the UK and just kind of be like bitches, and then have somebody to come over and bring it back to the US. I mean, there's a way to do it. You could even do a NXT ver- UK versus NXT 
uh, cross promo. You know, there's a lot of ways to War do games. it. But War games? don't fucking put. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have a lot of ways to do it. Just don't fucking put her by the main roster. Just don't. I just she's another one that I would be I really would put concerned her on the main with roster as long as Paul Heyman gets to write the shit for her. I would not mind. I don't know about Heyman, honestly. I mean, he's I don't doing know about great stuff, and and everybody can be like, "What? He's doing great stuff with Sasha well, and no- Bailey." I know, but. I if this makes sense, I want to see, I want to see how Bishop does with certain people too. So I would yep. want to wait because yeah, if this that. makes sense, like I'm not saying yeah. one's better than the other, but there are just certain people who were uh, there's certain producers work better with certain wrestlers. So I want to hear a little bit more feedback about how Eric's doing because I haven't heard enough. I mean, we, Paul hasn't really left from being in that role. You know, I don't give a shit what anyone says. He's always been in some advisory role, even when he hasn't been in an advisory role. Um, Eric wasn't like, you yeah, know, I don't know if Eric. So I kind of wanted to do with SmackDown. I think he's just like a liaison between Fox and the WWE. I don't really think he's gonna have. Yeah, any but if this support. makes sense, though, Eric is going to be probably. You have to think about who Eric is. Eric is the person that will no balls tell Vince McMahon straight up. He's never not done that with Vince. I'm I want to hear more about Eric and his role with the WWE before I would be comfortable bringing Tony anywhere because either her, either Paul or Eric, if Eric is in a tighter role where he could be like, no, and he can dumb explain it to Vince. Why you don't touch her. Let let this person be in charge of her. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how there's that whole... I don't know who it was that said let Bray, Bray be Bray. And Vince got on board with that. But listen to that same person. Right. Kind of deal. So, enough with Raw talk. Let's move back over. We have to talk about this match. Because it went for almost 45 minutes. Okay. Walter yeah. versus Tyler Bates. Um, this match told an awesome story. Tyler Bates, he's gotta be he's gotta be everybody's new hero after this match. Cause it was like, how do you keep getting back up after everything is being thrown at you? Everything under the sun is getting thrown in your way and you keep getting up, you keep picking up Walter, you keep slamming him, you know, and it's it was an amazing match and and yes if you're asking i did put this on my list of favorite matches of the year so far so i was just in awe i could oh, not no, believe I don't how awesome it was and then yo the fact that he kicked out of the power bomb at one at yeah. the end of the match i was like what is going on right now i i legitimately bought into the fact tyler bates could pin walter knowing that walter doesn't take pins often i was like I bet this is gonna happen, and and mm-hmm. it didn't. One clothesline, and uh, that was it. <laughs> but forty yeah. forty five minutes, I was like, "Dang, dude, this is amazing!" And then, you know, and then I I love the the end segment where Emporium is just em, Imperium is just sitting there waiting at the at the right. entrance, and then they just walk off, and then you have um obviously you have uh Bates and you have uh Pete Dunn. You know, just sitting in the ring, and uh, 
yeah, I loved it. I loved that visual of like, hey, you know, we tried, and then you know, Mustache Mountain walks out. Right. So, right. big ups to him though. I I love this match. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I guess next on the board we could talk about is the other event that was going on at the same time as WWE NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. That's a lot to say. <laughs> it's a it's a lot to say. Um, but Royal Quest. So New Japan Pro Wrestling had Royal Quest going on. Um, a couple hometown heroes were coming back to kind of mm-hmm. showcase talents. Um, so Rocky Romero, uh, Romero, Show and Yo uh, defeated uh, Taguchi, uh, Shota, and uh, Narita. So that was a six-man tag match. It was cool. I was I liked this match a lot. Um, young, it was cool. I, I liked it. Um, Obushi and Juice uh, defeated the Bullet Club, which kind of shocked me because I feel like the Bullet Club doesn't lose. But then again, I guess these weren't like the the big dogs of the Bullet Club. You know what I mean? Meh. And then uh, Chaos, Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagle. Uh, they also defeated Bullet Club, Ishimori and El Phantasmo, um, ate the pin. Um, and then we had Naito and Sonata defeating Bullet Club, which it just really didn't feel like a good night for Bullet Club. Uh, Not Jay White and Chase Owens, uh, were defeated. Um, Gorillas of Destiny did come out with a win, so at least somebody from Bullet Club won. Um, this, they defeated, um... Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. And then Kenta defeated uh, Ishii, which was... Okay, I'm going to throw a star on this one. So, if I, I don't know if you saw <laughs> anything about this. Um, this match... Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say this once I, and once I, only. I know, you, I know exactly Japan, where you're going. If New Japan ever does that to another one of their fucking wrestlers... I will fucking fly my ass to Japan. I will fly my ass to Japan myself, and I will fucking take that company on myself. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fucking shit. That was the grossest display of not giving a fuck about your wrestler I have ever seen. He was obviously concussed. It was incredibly disgusting. The fact that the ref did not throw the X up, the fact that no one in the company decided to come up and go, for the health and safety of this wrestler, we have to stop this now. We can't fake this this has to stop no they let him finish they let him finish this match there are moments in there where he is walking and he literally it is painful as someone that's had a head injury this was disgusting i am really pissed at new japan for this one i normally don't get mad at them because i feel that they they are really good with their wrestlers this pissed me off this pissed me off in a way i was i was very unexpected yeah, and I mean, they tried to do a lot of stuff to try to figure out where Kenta was. Like, you know, I think it was uh, Gorillas of Destiny came down to kind of, like, interfere in the match to try to, like, give Kenta more time to, like, recover. But, yeah, you're right. 100%, they should have just, like, hey, look, let's get to a quick roll-up finish well, I mean, and get you to the back there's, because there's you're a bunch obviously of, concussed. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of – there is a bunch of articles out there about how it 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 was – it got it was it was at a point where come on, come on, 
he barely is able to hold himself up because he's having trouble controlling his limbs. That is a problem. Yeah. When when the headbutts are such an obvious work, that's a problem. Yep. So I hope this is a one and done thing because uh, I am not going to go into my 2019 2020 wrestling where headshots are it. Uh, 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 ain't fucking happening. We just got done with it with Cody and they've already said that that was the first and last unprotected chair shot to the head. That's going to happen. AEW. Good. I don't want to see it again. Oh, we're going to, I talk don't about- mind. We're gonna talk about I don't AEW. Wa- <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't mind getting rough tumblies. You only got one brain box. Don't put it in jeopardy. They right. need to take better care. This better be a one-off. I. I just. I do not want to see this in my wrestling. I just do not want to see this in my wrestling. We are better. Everybody is better than that. Company wrestlers, fans, everybody. This should this should not happen again. So speaking of things, that was crazy. By the way, that was for the never open weight championship that Kenta yeah. did win. Um, Tanahashi uh, wrestled Zack Saber Jr. for the British heavyweight championship in London, and Tanahashi won. And apparently, I was the only one that was shocked. The entire crowd was shocked. <laughs> For about 30 seconds, and then they realized what happened, and they were just cheering the shit out of Tanahashi for winning the winning the match, and I was like, I'm okay with this too. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't so, blame him. Yeah, that was a great match. And then, of course, Okada versus Suzuki uh, for yep. the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Okada did win. Good match. It was great. Yep, ran low, well, like a little over half hour or some shit. So it was yeah, good. Thirty three minutes of just hard hitting action. It was awesome. Boom. So that was kind of like our palate cleanser because now we're going to talk about the other big event that happened Saturday night, and I'm sure we're going to get into this pretty deep. So. Let's just let's just jump in, right? Um, so first match of AEW's All Out in Chicago, right? Um, so we had the twenty-one woman casino battle royale, right, where the winner of the match was gonna earn a sh- uh, shot to compete for the title. Um, so the clubs came in first, right? That's who that's who popped first. Um, uh, was it uh, Chandralo Royal, uh, Leva Bates, uh, Apache, Priscilla Kelly, and Nyla Rose all got into the ring and were all eliminated by Nyla Rose. <laughs> by the way, I just want to put out there, she was a fucking beast in this in this event. Um, yeah, Diamonds came out. Uh, you had Ford. Uh, Mackenzie, Sadie Gibbs, Big Swole, and then Britt Baker, right? Which, you know, everybody battled through there. This is one that I was really excited about. So, Spades came out, right? Eve Elise, Bree Priestley, Brandy Rhodes, Awesome Kong, and Tennille Dashwood, which for some of you guys, if the name sounds familiar, that was Emma from WWE. And I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Real quick. I, 
on this note, real quick, two things. One, normally, I, I'm not going to say who the Joker was because I know you're going to get to that in a second. I think um, Tennille might have been a better person to get a better pop if she would have been the Joker. Mm-hmm. Because I think she could, I didn't think she got as big of a pop as she could have because they didn't feature who she was. Because if you notice, there were some people that like it was a rolling. Oh my god! Oh my god! Ah! Do you do you see who that is? <clears throat> it wasn't as, ob- as obvious because I didn't realize who it was till the camera was on her. Right, and then I was like, oh shit! So, um, criticism on that was I think she might have actually been another. Pr- I like who they had as Joker, which again we'll talk about her in a second. But I feel like she's another person that could have been in that role and probably would have been it would have been beneficial for her. I kind of have to agree. I kind of agree with Wrestle Talk. Like you know, the Royal Rumble right for WWE like showcases, and you get the huge pops every single time. And I kind of feel like that's yeah, kind of what people need to do. They need to go back to like a Royal Rumble. You don't even have to do ninety seconds. You don't have to wait every ninety seconds. You could take it every thirty seconds. That way, people are just getting in. But you get those huge pops for people. Right. So right. no, no yeah. take away from the action because you know everybody's yeah. waiting for the next person to come in every thirty seconds. But you know, every thirty-five, forty-five seconds, thirty to forty-five seconds, you have somebody new come in. It would definitely be right. way better. Um, so yeah, I right. Also, the, it, it took away a lot from Tennille when she got in. Exactly. That's kind of why I'm like, I feel like she could have been better used, not better used, but also used in the Joker role. Cause I, I do believe the person that they chose in the Joker role was also properly chosen as well. Cause I fucking flip flip my shit when we'll get in the next second. The other thing real quick is I love that Britt Baker got the fuck out of the ring and just Beelined it towards B. I was like, I wanted this after fight for. I just wanted this. I needed this after the last pay per view with you two fighting each other. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Also, if you didn't notice it on Twitter, Will Osprey, because that's who B, that's uh, who uh, B's dating, and uh, tweeted at Adam Cole was like, at, uh, after the the match tweeted a thing about the result between the two of them and went, Hey Adam, are we still cool? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Um, yeah. For you guys who don't know, Adam Cole is with Britt Baker, Will Ospreay with B. So that's why it's a joke because the boyfriends are still friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, was it Sadie Gibbs? that got eliminated by Britt Baker when like she pulled her out by her jaw. <laughs> like she just reached in, grabbed her by her teeth and just like ripped her out of the ring. I think uh, I think it was. I know someone bit her, and she was like, "Waka baku, get yeah, out she of there!" Grabbed by the jaw and just ripped her out of yeah. the ring. Well, was like, she just literally, yeah. It wasn't even the funny thing is if you looked at the way it was, it wasn't even like she grabbed her by the jaw. It was like the chihuahua that doesn't let go biting as you're flinging it off of you, and you're like, "Get the fuck off!" And when it flies, you're like, "You could have saved yourself." Just. This you didn't have to fly if you didn't bite me and hold on the entire time, you yeah. wouldn't have been in mid swing. That's what it looked like more more so than a jaw grab. At least in my mind, it just looked like oh, okay, all right, we're gonna yeah, pa pa. When you're like okay, you're stuck on my hand, I'm gonna want you against the wall like wet noodle. Speaking of this spot here, I think it was Haiti, um, but somebody asked her about it in uh, AEW post show, and she's like, 
they're like, if you would have messed up her teeth, would you have fixed them? And she's like, well, yeah, I would have to, right? We kind of a jerk thing not to. And then they, uh, they're like, would you give her a special rate? And she was like, yeah, I would give her like the brother sister rate. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, that's funny that we're going to talk about her real career <laughs> as well as her wrestling career. Right. Um, so I didn't, we didn't even get to the hearts, hearts, um, Allie, Nicole Savory, Teal Piper, which I'm not gonna lie. I really popped about, um, ODB okay. was here oh, <laughs> and, and jazz, uh, of course, uh, all got in the ring and I was, I was excited to see in jazz, um, in the ring too. Oh yeah. I loved, um, that one part in the match where it was, what was it? Fucking Jazz Kong ODB and I believe Nyla. Yeah. It was like the four of them and they were all Yeah, and then fucking ODB's just jumping up and down, grabbing her boobs and like adjusting them. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> fuck. Yes. This is why I love wrestling. <laughs> Shit like this. My favorite part was there was a I forgot who Teal was going like against. But somebody went to go throw a punch and she blocked it and then she poked him in the eye, just like Roddy did. <laughs> that was like, it was a good yeah. show. But right. what was funny was that, I don't know if you saw, but Teal got eliminated twice because one time she got thrown through the middle ropes. So she had yeah. to fall back in the ring yeah. only to get thrown out over the top rope. <laughs> yeah, I saw that she got uh, mid-ropered. Yep, so I was like, that's terrible. And, you know, ODB was the one that eliminated her. Um, but the Joker, right? Let's get into who it was. Yep. Mercedes Martinez. Uh, oh, I lost my fucking <laughs> shit at this. Yo, when she she <laughs> came out, I was like, I was like, I thought she was in WWE. <laughs> and I just kept staring no. at the screen like, what happened? <laughs> right, like, and we, well, yeah, because, I mean, she hasn't been in a part for, for a minute, so... When I, when I saw her flip that bitch back, I was like, shut the fuck up. No. What? Yes. Because she has that, like, bitch, do you want to go? And it doesn't seem forced. Right. Like right. some of the people in WWE, I'm not going to name names. There's a lot of them. So it'd be <laughs> too many. But there are some where, like, there, you want to go? It seems so fucking forced. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go, badass, woohoo, you know, um, not with, not with her. Martina, like legit, you were like, ooh, bitch, I feel like you could punch me in the mouth. Yep. Mm, yep. I don't know if I want to argue with you right now. That's the kind of girl she is, and I like it. So, all the contestants were in. As we we're saying, they're getting thrown out. Nyla Rose, uh, Brie, and Britt uh, Baker were the last three. <sighs> Uh, this fucking ending. <laughs> Brie Priestley gets thrown over the top rope by Britt Baker, and then Britt gets thrown out only because Brie Priestley Priestley grabs her arm and just holds her down, and Nyla runs up behind her, throws over the top rope, and that's the match. So right. Nyla, Nyla Rose is the first person to be competing in the women's championship match, which we'll talk about who the second Dude. person was. I really hope she uh, she wins that title. I, I really do. I kind of want it to, but 
I'm not gonna lie. We'll talk about. It. We'll talk. I'll talk about it. Um, next matchup: Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Great match. Hot, high fly spots everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, this was what was gonna happen. Uh, Private yeah, Party we won. said we said this. Yeah, when we reviewed it, we said that the Angelico uh, Jack Evans spots alone were yeah. gonna be something. So, and they were. Jack Evans was it? Jack Evans had jumped off the top rope. Did a front flip, hit the ground, and then did a front handspring, like getting into the ring just to like start things off. I was like, "This is gonna be amazing," and it was. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I was disappointed with this match. The, a lot of good spots. Um, SoCal right. Uncensored versus I guess they call them Jurassic Express. I didn't know that was their name, to be honest. Oh, yes. Because, um. But yeah, so uh, SoCal Uncensored. This is a six-man tag match, and you know it's a specialty for SoCal Uncensored, and it continues to be that way. Uh, Jurassic Express uh, lost the match, but they looked really I, good in defeat. I want to say like yeah, that. I don't agree with the the decision. I don't agree with the results. I I don't think it was good for a boy and his Dino to have them pet. lose again. Yeah. So, so I'm a little like I don't necessarily agree with this decision to have defeated, but I agree with that they look strong. Right. Um. Yeah. At least it wasn't like a shitty fucking easy lose. If it was a shitty easy lose, I'd be angry. Right. Lucasaurus again showing us why he's such a badass. I fucking love such an amazing talent. Um. So what should have been Moxley versus Omega. Turned out to be Pac or Pac, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, Pac and Kenny Omega, and this was a spot fest. Great wrestling. Uh, when you need high fly moves, you got three moves. I cannot stop thinking about this match, and I guess the new finisher is called the Brutalizer. Yeah. Did you Did you hear uh, what Chris Jericho said? The two of them said about this match. <clears throat> apparently they were actually really angry with this match. I did hear they this were not actually. happy um, because they didn't fit as many spots as, as they wanted. And Chris Jericho said that the two of them reminded him of Benoit and Eddie, where they could go out there and they, no matter how amazing that match was and how many moves they did fit in there, there's something more that they could have done. Yeah. And that would be that something more is going to bother the shit out of him. And he said that that's as the two of them remind him of them. And I'm like, you know, that's actually a really big honor because, yeah, Benoit had his shit and we lost Eddie early. But before all of that, we they're best in the business. They're two of the best in the business. So, hey, fun fact what do you get when you put, um, Three random hardcore guys in a match with two giant barrels. The best match ever. The best fucking match ever. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby <laughs> Allen, Joey Janela. Um, my favorite spot. Okay, well, uh, spots. Um, the chair yeah, I was flip. like, which one? The chair flip was definitely cool. Where Joey Janela did the monkey flip with the chair, and he just landed it. <laughs> And he was just um, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm good. I, I I could I could tell you my two spots when Darby Allen 
jumped off the top with the barrel behind his back and nobody was home. I approve because now I just want to jump off something onto a barrel because that looked like fun. But wrestling, <laughs> you shouldn't do it at home. So, you know, they're giving me mixed messages. And then two, I don't want to do this at home. And I don't know if I want to watch somebody do it at home. But that goddamn fucking spiked skateboard doing shit off people's bodies. Yes. Blood oh. and guts. Blood and guts. I thought your Blood I and- thought your spot that you were talking about was um your other spot was gonna be, you know, taping somebody to a chair and then shoving oh, them. I figured we were gonna go into that. Yeah, I figured we were going to go on that in a second because I figured we weren't done talking. No, yeah. we're not into no, a that... second. We're talking about it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, by the way, if you all didn't see that, um, God damn, I <sighs> they shoved thumbtacks into this man's mouth. Jimmy Havoc had thumbtacks in his mouth after he was being the taken fact down I, I... into a chair. <laughs> yeah, like the the thing that made me happy about it, as he was taping the thumbtacks in his mouth, you could almost hear "fuck you, Vince," as each <laughs> tape roll around his face. Yep, fuck you, Vince. Fuck you, Vince. Oh, fuck you, Vince. Like every tape and Warren's body, I was like, this is just a fuck you, Vince moment. I also love. I don't know if you guys, if you've seen the uh, road to AEW. One of the million random behind the scene things they're doing right now. Um, they did a thing where they were showing the the fans outside of the arena before all out were chanting "blood and guts." Yeah, they're like I, I only want out of wrestling, blood and guts, blood and and apparently that happened multiple times at uh, all out. There's multiple people that did that outside. Because I had seen, I originally saw a different version of that on Instagram. So I'm like, if that becomes a chant, just a Vince. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it's crazy to think about, like, how, how much that's going to be, like, affecting. Like, the crowd really was just letting uh, WWE know, like, what they approve and what they don't approve of. So the next match that we had was probably the one that was, like, the most boringest of them all, which is no offense to the the performers in the ring, it's just, it it was what it was. Uh, so you had the best friends uh, battling the Dark Order. And the winner of this match got a first round bye into the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Which, there was like some cool spots in this in this match. They're just It just came probably at the wrong time because Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allin and Joey Janela tore the house down in their triple threat match. Um, so unfortunately... I think this match suffered because of it and then it kind of drained out another match on the card so uh the dark order did well, win to be honest, also like i'm gonna be the one that says it like i don't care if it makes you sound i don't give a shit about dark order the way the AEW's. Tra- I, I i feel like this match could have been better there were instead of the surprise lawn beatdown that they did, there were two video packages, two vignettes that brought me the, the Dark Order to make me give a shit more. Right. 
if this makes sense, not everybody's going to know every, like, especially if you're bringing people and I'm going to be like, especially if we're bringing straight up WWE fans over to WWE, uh, to AEW, they're definitely not going to know who half of this fucking roster is. If not all of them. Right. That's why you have to give me something. And yep. they have given me something to give a shit about these guys. I think that's honestly part of the other reason is you had all of this stuff before that was really, really good because there's a lot of good matches right before. And then you gave me a match about people that I know. I don't know them the way that I, I know best friends or I've seen them. I like them. I like, I like the ending of the match too, which I know we're going to bring up, but I care that the Dark Order is part of it. And I want, I want to care about the Dark Order. I don't want this to be a WWE problem where they throw a team out there that you're like, who the fuck? I because I've no, yeah. I don't care about these guys. So, so I I hope this is not a problem that persists in the future with other teams. So the minions for Dark Order uh, interfered in a match and cost uh, the best friends the match. So they now have to compete in a in a tournament while the Dark Order gets the um, first round by. Um, I can't remember which one was being carried off, but all the lights got turned off. Um. And then when the lights came back up, we had a freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy in the ring, ready to battle. And I being by ready to battle, he um just did a suicide dive to the outside with his hands in his pockets. And then the best friends hugged him. And that was the end of that yeah. whole segment. He, yeah, the best friends have a new friend. They have a new friend. Um, So the singles match... For the women's uh, championship to the other match. Um, Riho versus Sheeta. This was a fun match. I really, really liked this match. I know it was only like 13 minutes long. Yeah. I really liked this match. Riho definitely being the underdog, having to come up, battle, pulled it off, got the win, got the first, um, gets the battle, Nile Rose, on October 2nd at the first AEW show. So I'm excited. I, I really am. Happy I want Nyla Rose. I want Nyla Rose to win. Don't get me wrong. I like the. I like Riho. I actually wouldn't mind if uh, Hikaru would have won, but um, I'm adamant about my stance. If AEW really wants to uh, put the middle finger to WWE, crowning the first openly transgendered women's champion as your uh, first women's champion would literally give the biggest of middle fingers right to Vince McMahon. You want to talk about exclu- you want to talk about being inclusive and all this stuff. You barely have your you had your first openly gay wrestler with Derek Young and barely did anything, and now you're trying to do this weird semi maybe gay angle with your other openly gay with her straight co star. Yeah. Okay, so let's just not try to do it, and let's just honor people how they are. And if well, AEW, and that's kind of why I want AEW to do it because I've said a, inclusive inclusivity matters. You want I people it, to I, feel. I agree. Because it, it, it's I a like bigger Rico. message. With it's not even just with her. It's she's a she's a beast. She uh, if it wasn't going to be awesome Kong, I wanted it to be Nyla because I don't want it. To, I I like the Japanese wrestlers. I didn't want it to be Britt Baker. I like Britt Baker, but I didn't want it to be Britt Baker. I thought it would be great to have a non-conventional, non, not not a pretty girl. You know what I mean? A badass bitch as your first title holder. Like I, like I said, I like Riho, but I think there's so many opportunities with throwing it on Nyla that 
AEW can do where they give the middle finger to WWE big time. I I like Rio. I like Nyla Rose as well. I like Rio and I kind of want Rio to win because just I don't know. I it it goes back to like the WWE thing where you know women that are Japanese aren't really being featured on the show. Obviously, we don't see EO is a different subject. It's cuz she's on NXT. It was the same way with Kyrie Sane as well as Asuka. Once they got moved to the main roster, they're washed. And I kind of feel that same way. So, I mean, either way, it's it's going to be a huge middle finger to the to the WWE, but I definitely understand your stance and I kind of I agree with you. Yeah. It would be cool to see now. Yeah, it's just like well. well, it's also it's also it's also the fact of like the whole sh- being native. Like how many fucking Native American champions? Right. Uh, let's just be real. No. Where it wasn't a let's make a joke out of their native heritage. Let's also put that on there right there too. So um, there's a lot of things with with just having her as a representative that I would like. I would like I said I would not mind it. Joshi wrestlers. I I like Japanese female wrestlers. I love the fact that that was a separate match to determine the other opponent was that they had the Joshi wrestlers in there to be the other person against all the AEW American, you know what I mean? I thought that was interesting because it featured them separately. And so I agree with what you're saying about the whole representing the Japanese women's wrestling because WWE has done horrendous on that. Yeah. So we got to get over. We got to move up. Um, So next matchup, there was some controversy about this. We're going to talk about the controversy and AEW news. I just want to focus on the match. Cody uh, versus Sean Spears. This was obviously a big match. We definitely wanted, you know, we liked this. He, um, if you guys paid attention to the road to All Out, you would have known that uh, Tully Blanchard was in a corner of Sean Spears, which they put in the contract that um, Cody could pick one person who he chose, MJF. Um this match was amazing. I love the fact that Cody went in right away and him and Sean went to town and fought. Oh, before the bell and everything. Yeah. Before the bell ever rang. And then they went back and forth. Um, I think what I like by the real quick, you didn't say this. He chose MJF. I did say that. I I didn't say, Oh, then, then we might've had a technical difficulty because I did not hear it on my, (laughs) so I was like, did you, say that bro like mjf was there it was a big deal and so. the funny thing was <laughs> that there was like a huge contrast in styles right where Tully was like very reserved mjf was very outgoing so he was distracting the referee and then Tully would be able to do certain things right sneak a belt in or just whatever it just happened just pretty much was the opposite of what mjf was doing so mjf was being a little bit too uh chaotic and it almost cost the match right um cody did win this match uh because of arn anderson and that i was gonna say you better fucking, fucking talk about spine arn. buster that he throws <laughs> still at his age i was like this is, yeah that's the man i can't remember exactly what was in the promo but if you guys get a chance go over i believe it's on youtube um they did an interview with cody in which arn anderson comes in and Aaron Anderson gives his first promo post WWE, and it is amazing. He actually um, gives a very good uh, spot to fucking AEW. Talks about the how how well everybody's doing, how it's the hottest thing, and everybody knows it. So, 
Um, it's a really good promo too. Just it, it's a good thing to see Arn Anderson uh, without the reins on again. Right. So I I might I, I might at least suggest checking out that video clip. So after that, we had the Escalera oh. de la Muerte for the Triple A World Tag Team Championships. So Lucha Mother. Bros versus Fuck. the Young Bucks, and this was a fuckload of oh my god. <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't tell by the fact that I was just going mother fucker. Mother, <laughs> over and over, like huh, huh, how many Canadian? Man. How many Canadian Canadian destroyers did we see? Three? I don't know. I lost count. I, there's just I times uh, that I, I thought Nick and Matt were wanting to put their heads through actual ladders. What? Uh, that however. I have to bring up one of my favorite shitty spots that they did. It was the fucking demon. What the fuck? You took a lucha's mask off? That's some shit. That's you so dirty. That's so on, dirty. On the top, on the on the ladder, you took his mask off. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> that was rough. And I love the fact it's that. So dirty. Yeah, pen. Pentagon was like, you know what? You're gonna take my mask. I'm just gonna push this ladder over. <laughs> And then Nick fell in between the ladder legs. I was like, I know that hurts. God, I know that hurts. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, what about Matt um, just eating the table? Like, falling through one table but eating the other one after the whole oh. trip yeah. trip on the the top rope <sighs> line. God. I know, like, Fucking Matt said that so he would many. never do that spot again. But I feel like that spot should have probably been worked out before they did it. Just yeah, you know, yeah, done somewhere else. Like doing a triple A match, I don't care. But it's it. I feel like it's something that should have been done. Um, the Canadian yeah, do it, do, do, do it at the sh- yeah, do it at the shitty show where where we don't have a lot of cameras. Just right. see if you guys could do it without any fucking serious problems. Uh, the Canadian destroyer from the ladder onto a yeah. table, amazing. I loved the they know each other so well. That each of them were able to kind of mimic the other person. I really like that aspect. Oh my of god! Match. Yeah, I also <laughs> love when they had the on the other side, each each side of the fucking ring. When they had the um, each brother had the other brother and get ready to put him through a table, and they're like, "I'll do it! I'll do it!" Like, like doing that stare off right before they they put him through, and you're like, "I want this all the time." Yeah. I want this. Uh, please play chicken. I want that as a match now. Like just a bunch of table ladders and chairs everywhere, and it's people like playing chicken with each other. I'll throw your fucking partner through. You, you, you want me to see? Did it? I'm fine with that kind of game of chicken. And that can happen in every table ladder match. Yeah, and so, uh, and I think the right call is made in this. You know, Nick and Matt were talking about how it didn't make sense to have two tag team titles on their show so this was gonna last time that we would see the triple a titles so the right team obviously won the lucha bros yeah um yeah i agree i love it i love this match um i this next match we're gonna talk about uh chris jericho versus adam page for the aew world championship this was a great this wasn't a great match this was a good match however um i just i don't know if adam page is as big as what AEW needed him to be. You know what I mean? Like, he's young. 
he's still filling in his boots. You know, pun intended. I, um, I think I think you're I think you're kind of right. I think the hype of Adam Page is bigger than Adam Page. Yeah. Although I'm not gonna lie, and I like I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like Adam Page. I think he's a good wrestler. I just think the hype outlived um, the reality. The shooting star press oh. into the code breaker was fucking amazing. Amazing. But... Like I, yeah, like I said, I I'm not trying to take anything from Adam Page. He's young. He's got a lot of time to put some more, you know, some more track on his boot or whatever yeah. miles and his fucking horse whatever the fuck you want to put in like some <laughs> western term i don't know i'm not western i'm michigander um but yeah they, i like adam i just i don't think i agree i don't think he's he was big enough for this match i think he, this would have been better i think it would have been better as a tv match yeah i, I think i think the which i know we'll cover in a second i think the next title match would have been I and there's so many things where you could work around. I think they could have done who's challenging him for the title next pay per view on this pay per view, and then had Adam Page on the next pay per view to make it work up because there needed to be at least a a bigger storyline with Adam Page because that that promo package was awesome. Of Ant when he ripped the fucking stitches out of his face and shit. Yeah, there needed to be more of that before this match because well, I think it, the biggest thing that hurt him was Pack pulling out of Double or Nothing. That was like, yeah, you didn't get to miss. see him. Yeah, yeah, that and that's what I mean about the seeing him and and getting more of him. It would have made more sense to have him challenge for the belt next pay-per-view because it would have given us time to know him more right i agree but yeah. um so i agree with it he wasn't as big as he needed to be so i agree with your assessment on that 100 percent. but he is a future champion like there's no doubt oh, about I, it in my it, mind. Like, down know. he's probably gonna end up if this makes sense i don't know what it is but i not by with the way he runs not by with the wrestling or anything like that but I feel like he's going to end up connecting with the crowd and be a champion the way that DDP connected with the crowd and was yes. a champion. Yep. Not saying the same exact thing, but I feel like he's going to be in that same realm. Because as much as I was like a bit, you know, I, I, I've I always talked about this massive WCW fan. I, it's ugh, my life. I literally broke down. I'm not even going to cry. I don't give a fuck how much of a punk I sound. I literally fucking broke down in tears of happiness uh, when I heard Tony Schiavone on YouTube for the AEW video. That's the voice of a chunk of my childhood. So I literally was like, oh my God. But I, he makes me feel that there's that connection that the way DDP had where he could go lay in the fans and the fans were like, that's my, that's my buddy. That's my guy, you know? And it wasn't like, that's my wrestler. That was like, that's my, that's, that's my dude. You know what I mean? I feel like there's that connection that's happening. And I feel like if he has a little bit more time, he's absolutely going to take that role like DDP did where he's going to be a company guy. You know what I mean? But not a company, not a company guy in the way that WWE did it. Learned like, I'm a company man. I'm the authority. No, the way company man did it was like when it was the WCW versus NWO and people were so happy when WCW, when DDP came and defended WCW and it was, oh my God, that's our guy. 
I feel like Adam Page is going to be something like that for AEW. So that kind of wrapped up that show. Like, how did you? Yeah. How did you feel overall with that show, though? I, I felt like it was a, it was like in between like good and excellent kind of show. I, I mean, felt it. Was great I one. felt. I felt it was really okay. Here's here's I I will say this. I actually thought it was a really really good show. I thought it was a lot better than what a lot of people are yeah. giving it credit for. What I really need, and matter of fact. Let me see if I can pull it up because I have my Twitter handle available. Unless he blocked me because it's entirely possible. I'm fucking please, please, for the love of God, I hope you block me, you punk bitch. Um, so one of the writers, I believe it was, a former writer for um, WWE, just went on this like... Uh, Chris DeJoseph went on this... What I can only equivalent as a please pay attention to me. Somehow I missed enough important hugs as a child, so I'm trying to ask for them now. Rant on Twitter, and there are there are some points where I, I mm, 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 mm. so I'm I he's saying like how WWE uh, WWE are laughing their ass off. Jr. didn't look like like he wanted to hide all night. First off, scummy bitches don't bring up about anything about our fucking saint of wrestling jr he has fucking we, we all know what happened to his face we all know the history don't bring up about him hiding or anything this is a low blow yeah i feel like unfortunately because of his string of tweets because he and some people like that that there people are starting to change and i'm not saying you i'm not saying you but some people are starting to change there that was a really good pay-per-view too i guess it was a was okay no it was still a good pay-per-view don't let a shit sack for fucking wwe with a butthurt problem um change that i think i i, I think there's some people that need to chill out on this war stuff i also i know to clarify my point i said i'm not saying you i was right i thought it was a good no, so I, <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's why i said that's why i made the point to say not you but it, um, it had reminded me that some people were changing being like eh, yeah, because then they're now they're trying to pick out the same little new. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. Exactly. I've seen it. Like, it chill out. I think it was really good, and I think the the, I think the criticisms that are there are valid. I think some of the criticisms that are out there are a little too nitpicky. I think it's, I think some of it is they're not WWE. Fucking okay, they haven't been around for as long as WWE. They're not even on TV yet. It's their chill the fuck show. out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, it's their chill show. the fuck out. And there's, nope. and to be honest, I, 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 I haven't felt that excited about a pay per view with certain matches. Maybe not the entire thing, but the way, like, which um, we didn't bring up about uh, fucking LAX coming out, did we? Did we? Not. we did not talk we about did... LAX. AX, by the way, came down, beat down. They're going to have to change their name, but they came out. Um, also, I'll bring this up more in the news. That's also the rumored partners for Chris Jericho. But um, I've there's just there's some criticisms I think went a little a little too bitchy. Well, let's jump into the news part period. of it. Yeah, score right into the news. Yeah, yeah, so actually, I'll this will go in the news of what I just said. So LAX. I don't know if you saw 
on that whole Chris Jericho podcast thing that I brought up the whole Pac versus Omega not being happy. He also brought up that he did a couple of backstage shoots with the boys from LAX. So I think that might be who he might, might be a surprise tag partners coming up. Did you hear the other rumor about who his tag partners could be? So with formerly known as LAX making their debut, uh, a couple of guys from Brooklyn um, decided that you need to pour up your 40 and show off your rollies because it could be crime time. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty hyped seeing JTG and Shad talk about how they want to be in AEW that they they said and we're gonna t- we'll talk about this article and I'm gonna, I'm going to tie this all in together. It's me crazy. So, Chris Jericho was at the uh at airport um flew in to Tallahassee, ha- grabbed the wrong luggage, rode in his limo to Longhorn Steakhouse, had his limo driver go return the luggage that he mishandled and and came back. Uh, when he came back into the limo, the title was gone, right? So I want to put it out there. And there was a real police report written about it for the uh, Tallahassee, Tallahassee police put it out that there was a real report. So how does this tie in all together? Well, Crime Time said that they stole the AEW championship and that the only way they were going to get it back is if they had a contract to get in to AEW. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case. Tallahassee police 12 hours later then showed show that they had found AEW uh, Chris Jericho's AEW title. Um, some random fan found it on the side of the road and turned it in, which I didn't know. And you probably will find it surprising too. That title is worth $30,000. Like, that doesn't shock me at all. That shocks me. It got me. I was like, damn, $30,000 for that it's title. A- if if this makes sense, you have to think about it two ways. You have to think about the fact of it is custom metal plating, it is custom design work, it is custom leather work, it is also hand hand work in there. So I mean, it's not just the the how much metal or jewel or anything in it that goes into it. It all you also have to equate the actual like uh, labor into it. I've done some small shit of jewelry and belts and shit for for uh costuming for other things i didn't even fucking imagine doing something like that so i'm not just, shocked at all i was just funny how we started that conversation off with the debut of formerly known as lax into crime, time, crime time back to yeah. <laughs> chris jericho's title well well you brought crime time in with th- i mean if this makes sense uh, yeah but it is more it is there He's going with LAX. Let me oh, just yeah. put it that he's way. Go with LAX. He's, well, no, it's not that he's got it. He's already he slipped it. Because th- if this makes sense, it seems like Talk is Jericho is going to be our behind this. Because he on the on his latest episode, he on his latest shit, he was talking about a lot of the and on the the behind. It's a, it's like a behind the scenes lead up to all out and all that, and it goes into a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So, like, I think we're going to get more of the behind the scene business um, things because I was, because right after that came out, there was people going, Oop, I think he fucked up. He wasn't supposed to let it slip. And, but is Jericho, was he? 
So, also, <laughs> I want to say, shout-outs to Jungle Boy for leading AEW in t-shirt sales. Yeah. Like, that was cool. I did hear that on the Chris Jericho podcast. Um, So, aside from that, we do know that, by the way, the next pay-per-view is going to be called Full Gear. It was announced at All Out. It's going to be in Baltimore, Maryland on November 9th at the Royal Farms Arena, which is just down the road from me. Um, by the way, I, I don't know if we're going to get these or not, but, uh, Steve and I actually applied for press passes for that show. So here's fingers crossed. Um, right. But it was exciting to see that that paper is going to be in Baltimore. I I legitimately kept asking myself every time they announced all the shows where they were going to be from, you know, DC to Boston to, uh, Pittsburgh and Philly. I was like, when are they going to come to Baltimore? You are in this area. Why aren't you in Baltimore? Now I know why. Because they're going to be in Baltimore. Um, so I'm hyped about that whole whole thing. Um, but, you know, that's going to be – their show's going to be on TNT, the weekly show, and then obviously we're going to get down pay-per-view. But speaking of weekly shows and TV deals, um, we talked about this. And, Julie, do you want to bring up, like, what we were talking about? Uh, give me a moment because I gave that list to you and put my stuff away. <laughs> okay. Well, can't touch <laughs> on it. There's a bunch of programs that are going to be out. Um, hopefully they're going to be getting, uh, TV deals. So these are all rumors. We know some of these are, are going to have new TV deals and some of them are rumored to get them, uh, starting off with ring of honor, which of course we know that they're kind of in a struggle right now, but they're looking to get a new TV deal. Uh, NWA which was massive. Um, they're looking to probably get on access as well as impact wrestling, which is also the home of new Japan pro wrestling. So I'm excited to see those two. And then, wow, the women of wrestling, um, are also going to be getting a TV deal. I know Julie is in love with this promotion and she just, I'm just fine with any, uh, glow and glow throwback. That's not the show. Right. That's not saying I don't like the show. I'm not saying that I don't like the TV show on Netflix. I'm just saying she hates the TV show on Netflix. That's I was what she's really saying. I, I I'm saying I loved loved Matilda the I loved Matilda the Hunt. I loved Mount <laughs> Fuji. God damn it! I wish Glow. I wish I could go back in time and watch Glow again back in the day, but my age now, <laughs> it would be. So I would make everybody make that promotion still fucking live. I don't give a shit. I, I if you guys want to be angry, go watch the Glow documentary on Netflix and understand why sometimes business and pussy just shouldn't go along. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, though, Julie, can you let the fans know where they can find you? Uh, as per usual, at a little less Chewbacca on the Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Little less Chewbacca. I'm actually getting more active because I put my Twitter app on my phone again. You know, that's helpful. Put the phone on your, you know, put the app on your phone if you want to use it. You can't tweet if you don't have the app, everybody. Helpful hints. Julie Life Hacks. (laughs) So you guys, you guys can find actually Julie and I here on Frankensteiner attached to Frankenculture and Get the KO, which the YouTube channel is officially up. So if you go to Get the KO, you can find our channel. Um, also, you guys can find me on Nerds Around Table. 
And you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms at CM underscore Miller 85. So whether that's uh, Snapchat, Reddit, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, now TikTok. You can find me there too. Um, PS4. You guys can find me on all that social media stuff. Just type it in. You'll find me. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's kind of about it, right? Mhm. Oh well. Fun stuff, y'all. Yeah. Guess we'll. Guess we'll see you next week. Peace out, bitches. Bye. <laughs>